episode 38 of the Paul Ald podcast is finally here. What is up, everybody? How are you all doing? I'm alive. Surprisingly. <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, um, so first thing, quick note about episode 37. You guys probably have seen this now because I put it in the description of that episode. But I meant to upload that like 12.21, like two weeks ago almost. Um, I, I actually made it, recorded it, finished it, even added it to the site. And I just didn't hit the publish button until like just today. So um, you're going to get two episodes today, episode 37 and 38, um, one of which is like literally a week and a half ago. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, as of episode 37, I was basically finishing the the Christmas cookies and I was like getting ready to drive to, to Milwaukee. And so let's just go over that because <laughs> uh, it, it was the craziest drive of my entire life. So... Uh, you know, I'm packing up the cookies, I'm packing up my stuff, I'm getting everything into the car. For some reason, I decided to do it all the, like, the morning of, like, like at 3.30, I'm packing the car with all this shit, so, like, <laughs> I'm going out to the car, I, I, I think it must have been, like, at least eight trips <laughs> up that back, like, um, stairway that, like, goes up from the, the back door, like, at least, like, five to seven trips or something crazy, um, there are just uh, so many trips, um, and I was kind of like worried because my neighbors would hear me and they'd wake up. I hope they didn't. Who cares? Uh, so yeah, it took a long time, but eventually by like 4.20 or something, I had finished, you know, I think, I think I finished packing the car by like 4.15 and then I was on the road by that time, um, 4.30 at the latest in the morning on the 23rd. So, you know, I'm leaving denver everything's fine everything's perfectly fine because denver you know denver had a blizzard but that was it, it wasn't even a blizzard in denver i don't think it, it was just snow and really 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 cold weather so we had a winter storm like two days ago almost it was like a day and a half before i left on the 23rd so i was like that was so two days ago that snow and stuff and that cold weather man that stuff's over with we don't have to worry about that <laughs> it's totally fine to drive um, but I did get a lot of messages, as I mentioned in that episode 37, from my brother saying, hey, pack extra blankets, extra food, extra water, hand warmers, like cat litter, a shovel, like just be pro totally prepared. And thank God I did all that. Um, but I'm thinking I'm leaving Denver. I'm getting out of like Colorado. You know, I'm crossing that state line into Nebraska, and I'm like, man, that was so two days ago. <laughs> that blizzard was so two days ago. Little did Paul know that you can catch up to a storm. <laughs> so, like, I guess this the winter storm, like, evolved into, like, a, a blizzard, like, when it hit Nebraska or Utah, not Utah. <laughs> not driving from California anymore. Uh, when it hit Nebraska or um, Iowa, I think it turned into a blizzard. Because I don't know if it was officially a blizzard when it went through Denver. Because I don't... It didn't feel like it was. Maybe it was. Anyway, it must have gotten stronger because 
I'll tell you why, because it was a fucking blizzard I drove through. That's the that's the bottom line. Um, so I'm, I'm entering Nebraska. Things are still, you know, not too bad. Um, things are still pretty clear. Things start to get, you know, snowy. Starts to snow as I'm crossing through Nebraska. As I'm entering Iowa, you know, while the snow is getting, you know, a lot worse, uh, there's a lot more of it on the ground, and there's a lot more flying in front of me, and I'm like, wow, visibility used to be, you know, 50 cars ahead of me if it was, you know, back-to-back. Now it's like, okay, I can see, like, 10 car lengths ahead of me. Um, and it do be getting worse than that. Uh, and I'm, at this point, Paul is going to take a sip of his humongous protein shake. which uses vegan-friendly protein powder. We'll get to that. Anyway, <laughs> so it, it's getting worse, and I'm noticing on the on the sides of the road, starting with, like, Nebraska, like, maybe halfway through it, or maybe closer to Iowa, I think, yeah, like, halfway through Nebraska, I start noticing on the sides of the road, on the shoulders, there are, like, lots of, like, disabled vehicles. Um, and, you know, at first it's like, it's just a car with its flashers on, you know, nothing crazy. You know, 50 miles later, it's like five more cars and there. Some of them are actually like crashed. Like there's just like actual body damage, like significant body damage. And it eventually gets worse than that. And I start to see things that I've really never seen before. Um, I see, I think I saw at least 10 trucks that uh its cabin and its um like the back part of the truck like the cargo were like completely facing completely different directions like they had just snapped like the the cabin was facing north and the um i, I mean like it's kind of hard to say this cuz <laughs> if you think of a truck like the cabin faces north and the the cargo part is in the back so of course it's facing the back i mean like it's like it's like beside itself so like the cabin and the the cargo are like right next to each other um instead of like connected you know like they're it's kind of hard to explain um but basically you're seeing like a lot of fucked up trucks like at least 10 trucks that like they're just like like i don't know they're like almost detached they're like i don't know how to describe it i'm doing i'm really failing hard at this but basically it's really fucked up it's not how a truck truck should look at all like like 10 of those right on the whole drive and then i see a truck that literally like the inside of the cargo part like there's nothing there but like burnt steel like (laughs) like there is one truck out of the all the vehicles i saw that actually looked like it was on fire and everything that was in it was burned from the inside. Um, like, I'm not joking, people. Like, <laughs> like that truck was fucking on fire. And every part of it, except, like, a bit of the, like, shell around it, like, just, just, like, internally burnt and is no longer there. So anyway, um, seeing really fucked up stuff. Iowa, um, Iowa was the worst. Um, so I get... God, I don't even remember. I don't think I was even at Cedar Rapids yet. I think I was approaching Davenport. Um, 
And right about, like, the time I was approaching Davenport, like, I was 50 miles away from Davenport or something like that, that's when it was, like, the very, very worst. So, like, that's the first part. So, (laughs) the wind, uh, like, I can't see that well. I can see, like, maybe five car lengths ahead of me, and the wind is starting to, like, take control of my vehicle. Like, I'm still going, like, 65 or something because, you know, the wind hasn't really hit that hard yet, and it's like, you know, everyone else is going 65, um, so I'm just going that that speed, but then the wind takes like it's like a ghost took control of my car. Like, <laughs> um, basically, I'm just driving 65 miles per hour, and then like um, I, I lose control of the car like completely. Like it goes from left to right to left to right, and I'm not even like I, I don't have my hands on the well. I had my hands on the wheel, but I wasn't controlling that. Like I wasn't doing that, and so like I just break and I start like to control it and it's one of those moments where it's like yes into the skid you know um and you try to remember to do that right and I don't even think I did it right um so I think at least three times I just lost total control of the car and if there was another car in the other lane at that time I would have just been in a crash like there's just no way of avoiding that I got lucky in that all three times there was nobody like directly like next to me in the other lane <laughs> the second of these two was the worst um because i i was like I, the car was moving to the right and i was like holy shit i'm just gonna go like right into a ditch or like right right into the shoulder or something like there's nothing i can do about this it's over <laughs> not like my life is over but like i'm crashing like this is this is happening let's just let it happen <laughs> but i did it didn't happen somehow like i just slowed down and i tried to like I don't even know which way I turned. I probably did it wrong. Like I said, I probably didn't do it into the skid. But anyway, I, I gained control of the vehicle. And uh, the third time wasn't anywhere near as bad. It was actually in Wisconsin. It was we're, we're way past the blizzard, but there was still like a weird part where there was just a strong wind and it just kind of took control a little bit. Um, but anyway, so so let's go back to Iowa, right? So there's a part right when it starts getting like really bad where like the wind is so bad like you just you can't go like more than 35 miles per hour like everybody's going 35 miles per hour except for a few people in like jeeps that are crazy they're going like 65 miles per hour (laughs) i saw like three jeeps that are like literally the worst part of it where the wind is taking control and everyone has their flashers on and everybody else is like going slow and like there are like tons of like crashed vehicles in the in the shoulder like these jeeps were still going like 60 miles per hour in the left lane like whatever (laughs) crazy motherfuckers dude um what was i trying to say uh yeah so there's a part where basically everyone had their flashers on and was going 35 miles per hour i was doing the same thing i was like i'm just gonna stay in the right lane i'm gonna be going 35 miles per hour no more than that um have my flashers on because, like, the demons of Iowa, of the Iowa blizzard are just taking control of my car, and I'm just not going to risk anything. Part of me was like, maybe I should just get off and, like, wait for the blizzard to pass, but nobody else was doing that, and so I had never really drove through a blizzard like this, so I was like, whatever, I'm just going to, like, go through it, and, you know, the worst that could happen is I'll end up in a, in a ditch somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> kind of stupid, honestly, but whatever, that was kind of my thought. It was mostly, like, peer pressure. Like, nobody else was... It didn't seem like anybody else was getting off. 
wasn't like real pre- peer pressure, but like it didn't seem like anybody else was getting off the the highway. So I was just like, well, let's just let's just get it over with because if I don't, then I'm gonna have to drive through it again when it's in Wisconsin or something. And it ended up not even coming to Wisconsin. Stupid reasoning. Anyway, so after that part with the wind, there was another part that was much worse because during the part with the wind where I didn't have control of the car sometimes, I could still see in front of me like, you know, five car lengths, you know. Visibility was there. There was a really scary part after that where the wind was like not as bad anymore, but there there was so much snow that I couldn't even see the white lines between the lanes. Like I couldn't see like an inch in front of me. Like, I'm not joking. I could see nothing except blowing snow. So at that point, and that only lasted like a minute or two, you know, maybe three or four minutes. And uh, at that point, I just, <laughs> I just started going like 20 miles per hour. And I was like, okay, if there was something in front of me, it would have flashers on or something. I can go 20, 30 miles per hour and it's mostly safe. But I just had my like, foot on the gas pedal, like just in case, like, holy shit. Yeah, so the visibility got really bad, and it, it was scary. Um, and, uh, yeah, so eventually that passed, though. So I, I stopped at a gas station. I told someone, like a shop clerk, about it. And he was like, holy shit, well, if you're going into Wisconsin, I think you're past the worst part of it or something. And so it turned out that once I got through, um, like, Cedar Rapids, whatever the capital of Iowa is, um, Whatever that main city, whatever that main um, city on I eighty is that you have to cross through, whatever I got past that, um, visibility increased. Um, the wind was still kind of bad, but you could go like fifty miles per hour. Um, and then once we got into like Illinois and Wisconsin, things got a lot better. Um, but I saw a total seventy eight crash vehicles from from Denver to Milwaukee, <laughs> um, and some of these were like. It was like in in the oh my god it was crazy one part there were like four vehicles like two on each side or something within like feet of each other like it was insane the trucks like the one that burnt out that scared me it was really scary um like the number just kept going up and i was like holy shit like at first when i got to like 30 i was like wow this is kind of crazy and then i got to like 50 i was like okay this is this is scary <laughs> um yeah so just terrifying and it also made me think like you know do i do i really want to do these fucking 16 hour drives anymore i don't know about that (laughs) you know made me really think about that um yeah but i survived i didn't crash at all uh got to milwaukee walked in to the house mikey and frank greeted me um mikey's the dog uh, that we have, and uh, I explained the whole thing to Frank because I was still like shaking, kind of like I was like still fucked up, dude. When I was like driving in Wisconsin to Milwaukee, like from Waukesha, it was like impossible for me to drive normally because, like, at that point, <laughs> like, think about this the worst part of the drive was like after 12 hours into the drive. <laughs> so, like, after 12 hours, I've said this before, probably, but like. After 12 hours on the highway, it's just like, you turn into a zombie. Like, that's the worst part. Like, the first 12 hours is totally fine. After that, it just sucks. Um, those last three or four uh, hours you really suck. So just imagine driving through a blizzard after 12 hours of, of driving on the highway. <laughs> so I just 
by the time I got near Milwaukee, I was just so fucked up and that I was feeling like I didn't have control of the vehicle, even if, though I did, because I was just like so fucked up from having driven that much. Uh, so I was just going super slow. I, like, I had my flashers on when I was driving into Milwaukee. And I was going like 40 miles per hour on the highway. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I have control of the vehicle or I just don't feel like, like I do. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so I, I got back to Milwaukee, uh, explained the whole thing to Frank, um, and uh, I guess that will transition to the next part of the podcast where I talk about the Milwaukee trip. But first, another sip of protein. Homemade protein shakes are so much better than the fucking pre-made shit. Oh my god. Never going back. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so how was Milwaukee? So, yeah, the first night I got there, I got there like around 8 or 9. No, it was like 9.30. It was like 10.30, I think. It was like late. Like I was expecting to get there like around 8.30. Because generally this drive is like 16 hours at worst. You know, it always says 14 hours, 40 minutes. Well, you're going to take an extra hour and a half just stopping at gas stations um, and filling up. So, I mean, yeah, not a big deal. But, yeah, I arrived pretty late. Um, got there late, discussed it with Frank for like an hour and a half, and then we both went to bed. <sighs> um, I guess that would be Saturday morning. Um, oh, that, that, that night was so good. <laughs> To sleep after all that. Oh my god, it's some of the best sleep I've ever had in my life. Also, um, Chairman Meow uh, is one of the Fra- uh, one of Frank's cats. Chairman Meow and Sansa. Um, and Chairman Meow is like this thick like male cat. And he's really, really friendly. And Sansa is uh, like a black female cat that isn't like as friendly. But anyway, um, like Chairman Meow was like laying on my foot like, the entire night. Like, it was so cool. Both Mikey the dog and Sherman Meow the cat were just, like, sleeping on top of me or in the bed, like, right next to me. And it was just one of the best feelings in the world to, like, wake up to that. Um, it's just, I don't know. It was so cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> I remember Saturday morning before I even actually, like, officially wake up, like, 6 or 7 a.m., I'm like, I need to get water or I need to use the bathroom. That was it. I need to use the bathroom, right? Chairman Meow is on my fucking foot. <laughs> he's on my foot. He's not even on my leg. And like, or he's on like my ankle or something. And I'm like, he's fast asleep. And I like pat him a little bit. I'm like, hey, buddy, I got to go use the bathroom. <laughs> I'm telling like, hey, I got to go use the bathroom. He needs to move. And he will not fucking wake up. And so, um... Uh, eventually I just have to push him like really far, you know, like really strongly and be like, Hey, I need to use the bathroom. And he woke up. Anyway, Saturday morning comes around. Um, you know, I don't even remember what I did on, I'm, I'm, fuck. I don't even remember what I did. I'm going to try to remember. Um, oh, okay. I actually wrote down all my plans and I can just go through this. So, Saturday, we I think I checked out Russian Gifts. There's this place called Russian Gifts, like like two or three blocks away from our house on Newhall. It's actually got renamed to European Gifts because of the Russian war in Ukraine, which is so stupid. Oh my god. <clears throat> Russian, being Russian is bad, so we renamed to European. Like, come on. Just because... You've got a stupid fucking leader, and he's doing a stupid fucking invasion. 
doesn't mean you have to change the name of your store. And also change all the inventory so that you don't have Russian things anymore. Like, seriously, I think Frank said that. And, like, I I tried to find Russian beer because I was like, I've never had a Russian beer. I'd like to have a Russian beer. And they didn't have any, but maybe they don't normally have it. And I don't know. Or they changed it because they changed the name. I'm not really sure. Anyway, um, got a good beer there. But more importantly, I got a really, really cool uh, vodka bottle there. And the vodka bottle is actually in the shape of an AK. Um, so it's like a Russian AK model, but it's it's like in fake gold. So the bottle is actually just like the model of a gun, like an AK-47. So cool. I haven't even opened it yet because it has like... Um, uh fuck it has like a cork uh that's at the like the where the gun would fire you know um i haven't opened it yet because i just didn't want to open it yet because like how, how would i transport that to to denver you know i think we're gonna have to figure that out i don't know how i'm gonna use it like once i open it i'm gonna have to put that cork back in in a way that's gonna work or we're gonna have to find something else that's gonna like fit it completely um yeah so bought that uh, we visited the streets of old milwaukee at the museum that's a must thing for me like every year i just love that exhibit so much um candy shop is closed sad uh need to go there again next year because i love that fucking little candy shop i love that there's a candy shop in an exhibit like how fucking cool is that also there's something new this year with uh, the the streets of old milwaukee which is um they have this. Uh, they have this general store that you usually can't walk into. Like you have to, um, you can only look in from the outside, which is how most of the like model houses in that exhibit are. Like you can only look in and see what these like wax models are doing, and it's all like for those who don't know what the exhibit is, it's like streets of old Milwaukee. So it's like what would you see if you were walking down the street of uh, streets of like eighteen hundreds Milwaukee, late eighteen hundreds Milwaukee um coolest exhibit and i wish other cities did this like there should be like a streets of old la streets of old fucking denver like why is milwaukee this little city in wisconsin like the only place to actually have like a streets of old bat has no one else thought of this like seriously like this is the coolest thing in the world (laughs) i just love it so much because i love architecture and i also just love learning about old like old versions of the the current city i don't know how to say that in a more better way um english just failing me right now as always uh yeah anyway streetsville milwaukee was really really cool so the general store that you can usually not walk into you could walk into it which was really cool because like if you take one of those model houses like the one with the cameraman I, i my mind would just be blown if i could actually walk in there like walk around just imagine seeing, like, that same guy with the camera taking your picture for, like, 30 years. Because I, I lived in Milwaukee for, like, 30 years, and I love that exhibit. And then just, like, taking that kind of exhibit that you've looked into, but now, or that part of that exhibit that you've looked into, but now you can actually, like, walk into it. So, um, I just think that's really cool. And I probably went too much in depth over that, but whatever. Yeah, so we hit up the streets of old Milwaukee. That was really cool. Um... Oh, I did such a cool uh, walk. I don't remember what day it was. Yeah, I don't know if I can like pinpoint like this was on Saturday versus this was on Sunday. I'm just going to go through the planes of the stuff that I did in Milwaukee. 
Um, I did a really, really cool walk in the Fifth Ward. Um, I did a couple. The first I did on like Saturday or Sunday, and it was like 20 degrees out and just super cold. Um, but I walked through the, the Fifth Ward, like from the Acedia office on First and Pitt to, um, I don't know, like second. No, it would be like before first. Well, I basically went like east and south uh, from there. Because there's some really, really cool, like, train tracks and, like, warehouses and old abandoned buildings in that area, like, southeast of the SED office that are just, like, I just remember walking through that area so much when I worked at Acedia, and I just loved it. So it was, like, super nostalgia for me to do that. <laughs> it was perfect day for it because no one was fucking outside, and it really felt like there was nobody around, <laughs> which I just love when I'm walking through that neighborhood for some reason. Um... The Fifth Ward is just so cool, just because, like, there's just so much abandoned shit and so many old buildings and old warehouses and stuff. It's just awesome. Anyway, um, the cool thing is I brought back a Cream City brick. So I was walking around the Fifth Ward, and this is something I've been wanting to do since last year, and it was a huge goal of mine for last year, from last year, and I didn't get to do it just because I didn't have enough time or I thought it wasn't possible. But basically, I I was walking around the fifth ward. Um, there's this there's one of these buildings that's called like um, Milwaukee Manufacturing something. I forget what it is. I'm actually gonna look it up because I posted it on my Instagram. National Warehouse Corp. <laughs> so there's a there's an old building called National Warehouse Corp in that area of the fifth ward. And somewhere around there, I actually found just a pile of like cream city bricks. And Cream City Brick, you know, it's it's the it's, it's the really really cool brick that's that Milwaukee is known for. It's like yellowish and sometimes blackened from like soot, I guess. Um, and there's just a bunch of them just laying there, and so I just took one. <laughs> that's right, guys. I'm a fucking thief, and I will steal more next week. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't know. I just. I was feeling like whatever. I've always wanted to... That was like a... I don't know. That was like a bucket list thing for like last year and this year to be like, just bring a Cream City brick back to Denver. So I have something from Milwaukee to look at. And I I totally brought that fucker home. And it it was a really, really good Cream City brick. Um, I actually posted on my Instagram, but I archived it immediately because I was worried that people would be like, okay, so that's that's stealing. (laughs) And would like hate me or something. Um, so I might unarchive it soon, and you'll have to look at my profile to look at the picture because you won't see it in your feed. Anyway, um, got a Cream City brick that was really cool. Uh, walked around the Acedia office. Um, I actually uh, ended up stopping at the um, what is it, the Black Sheep, uh, which is on Second and Pitt, uh, or I guess yeah, that's Second and Pittsburgh approximately near the corner of 2nd and Pittsburgh, which is a bar that I fucking love. They've got great food, they've got good drinks, and I just always loved just, like, the inside of it. I just think they do a really good job decorating. Anyway, I always wanted to go in there and specifically have a spiked tea because they have that advertised on the side of the building when you're walking towards Pittsburgh. Like, it says spiked teas, and I've always seen that, but I've never actually went in there and actually had a spiked tea. So I was like, fuck it. I'm walking around anyway. I got time to burn. I'm going to stop in for a spike tea. So it wasn't as cool as I thought it was. 
they used they don't even have it on their menu anymore. So I asked about it, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have that on our menu anymore. That's basically just a spiked like iced tea. So it's like iced tea with vodka. Like that's all it is." I was picturing like a green tea with like you know gin or something like really like something really creative like you know like a cocktail almost but it was kind of your basic like long island but without like five different boozes in it (laughs) um and without coke of course um yeah so i still enjoyed the drink and i'm more i just i was happy i finally got to stop there again and uh just have a drink there because that was kind of something i wanted to do and uh I was going to visit Cedarburg. Like, I was like, oh, man, I remember I visited Cedarburg once. And it was so cool. I'm going to add that to the, to the plans for this year. And then I looked at that in my notebook, and I was like, wait, why am I going to visit <laughs> Cedarburg? Like, what's the point of that? Like, what is there to do there? Like, there's nothing really to do there as far as I can see. Um I don't remember. I remember like downtown Cedarburg being kind of cool. Like they have some cool shops and stuff, but I don't really. I didn't see a point in it, so I just uh, I didn't, ended up not going. <laughs> One of the days we ended up going to the local bookstore, um, not Harry Schwartz, but it's called. Um, it has a new name, but it's that same bookstore on uh, Downer. I don't remember what it's called now. Boswell Books. That's it. Um, it's like a local bookstore in Milwaukee, and uh, I stopped there with Frank, and I picked up some really cool-looking Milwaukee and Wisconsin books. So one's called Milwaukee Mafia, so it's all about the mafia that lived in Milwaukee. I don't know. It sounds interesting. Um, I don't remember what the other ones were. I think one of them is like about Wisconsin myths and legends or something, and the other one was a Milwaukee book. I don't remember what it's about. But anyway, I was basically looking for like Wisconsin slash Milwaukee history books because I've kind of been into that um, for Denver. So I was like, let's learn more about Milwaukee history. And so I picked up a few very small books there. Um, we visited Great Lakes Distillery just to pick up some bottles. Uh, I get some. I got some banana brandy, which I ended up having like a couple days ago before I went uh, non-alcoholic this month. And I'll get to that in a minute too. I just got some uh, banana brandy, which I had recently, and it was not even that good. <laughs> it was excessively strong um, and just didn't taste that much like banana to me. And I got a um, – a. there's this one they, thing they have called the lemon something vodka, like lemon spritz vodka or something. I remember I taste tested it when I was um, doing the tasting and tour last year. And I remember loving it, and I was just I didn't have the money or I didn't want to spend that much last year to, to pick that up. But I ended up picking that up this year. Still got plenty of uh, gin from Rehorst, uh, but it's basically like the like I think it's called Citrus Honey, Rehorst Citrus Honey. I think that's it. Something like that. It's, it's a really really good flavored vodka, so I picked that up. Um, and then one of the nights I drank a Blatt's beer at a bar called Uptowner in River West. I really just wanted to have a blast beer because I've never, I've either never, ugh. I've either never had one or I just, it had been a long time since I had had one. Um, and so it was really, it was good. It was like, I don't know. It tasted good, but it also kind of tasted very basic. <laughs> so, 
I would rate it better than PBR, not as good as Schlitz. Um, we went to Boone and Crockett uh, for a cocktail. Um, that was really cool. They have a really good interior, um, like just a really good I don't know, bar interior. Like we got to sit at like the the couch on the couch with like I don't know. There's like bears, <laughs> bear heads like above you and stuff. Um, anyway, it was a really cool scene. Next year, I need to go there again, though, because I, I wanted to be outside, because they have these cool fire barrels. Like, and in winter, it's just really cool to, like, stand outside by the fire barrels and drink. Um, I didn't realize that they had those. I didn't see them until I was actually walking out of the bar. So I was like, fuck, I wanted to actually be outside, but I thought they didn't have the barrels. Because when I walked in, I did not see them at all, but they were, like, hidden behind a fence or something. Anyway, Boot and Crockett is a cool place. Uh, Lakefront Brewery we stopped at for just one beer. Um, it was pretty cool. It's kind of like a beer hall, basically. It's not too special, but they do have a pretty good selection. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, we stopped at Hotel Madrid. Seriously, one of the best bars slash restaurants in the fucking city. The cocktails are so fucking good. Um, and it used to be called Bodegon. Uh, so we stopped at a place called, um... See, like, Hotel Madrid is the hotel, obviously. That's not the restaurant name, technically. <laughs> it's weird. Um, there's, like, a restaurant within that called... It's called Movida. Um, it's a tapas restaurant, and... Uh, but it's really, really... Uh, they've got really, really good cocktails. Anyway, so it used to be called Bodegon, or Bodegon, and then they changed it to Movida, I guess. Um... But seriously, some of the best cocktails I've had uh, at the, at, in a while. Um, just really, really good stuff. And uh, what am I trying to say here? They gave us like some sample of something like that had like rice in it and like tomatoes, and it was amazing. I don't even know what it was. It was some kind of like I, some kind of like ethnic like street food or something. I don't want to guess what ethnicity it was because <laughs> I don't remember. Um, it was just really, really good. Yeah, some other things. I did a walk to UWM, just to walk around, reminisce a little bit. Um, and there's a lot of other stuff that I wanted to do, and I just didn't get to do. Um, so like next year, I'd like to visit in summer. Actually, I need to visit Milwaukee in summer, just because I want to see the house in summer. I want to be in Milwaukee in summer. You know, I just want to. Because every time I've been there recently, it's always been in winter. It's just kind of. I just kind of miss Milwaukee in the summertime. It's fucking amazing. Um, and I'd like to visit, like, around Beer Fest, the Bayshore Beer Fest, if it's open. Because I know it was closed in 2021. Um, so I'll have to check. But yeah, I'm definitely planning on visiting this summer. Um, and probably Christmas as well. So two times this year, ideally. Um, next time I'd like to read... I'd like to visit the... Like, actually go inside the UWM Goldemeyer Library, because I just... Oh, it's, it's just memories, man. I tried to go in there this past visit, and it didn't work out, because they were closed, because it was, like, the 26th or something, and they were... It was, like, after Christmas, and they had weird hours or something. I don't know. Um, next year, I would like to visit the Strucker Brewery in Glendale. Not because I really like um, soda that much or drink it that much, just because they have really good flavors and stuff. And uh, there's some other stuff I like to do. I'm not going to go through it all because this is getting to be a long podcast. Um, 
But yeah, the, the time in Milwaukee was amazing. Um, it was very laid back. I mean, part of the time I just played Mario Maker and Castlevania. So, I mean, I was like inside for a good part. Me and Frank did a really, really cool thousand piece puzzle. And that was just so much fun to do a puzzle together. Um, watched, uh, started watching Euphoria, um, which I've never started, which I've never watched before. And, uh, I don't know. It's a good show. We got like three episodes in. It's, it's pretty heavy though. It's like (laughs) after one episode of Euphoria, you just do not want to watch another one. Like it's not one, it's not the type of series where you want to jump into the next episode. It's like, I need a half hour to, to, to not be watching that. Um, it's a really good series, but it's like about a drug dealer and a druggie that's like trying to not use drugs and she's in like college or high school or something it's a really good story so far yes we watched some euphoria we played some video games we did a puzzle and then the rest of the time we were kind of just like hanging out reading uh doing exercises like um you know doing push-ups and crunches and leg lifts and stuff together that was awesome um i don't know it's just cool to have someone to exercise with um Let's see. What else happened in Milwaukee? I'm trying to make sure I don't forget anything, but it's like, I don't remember what else happened. Not much else, honestly. That was pretty much it. And then I left, and the drive back was way easier, obviously, because there was no storm. But uh, I didn't even feel that tired by the end. Like, well, I guess I did. I don't know. You're like chugging coffee, like, the whole way. Like, every time you start getting tired, just sip more coffee. Kill the tiredness. <laughs> That's what you have to do to get through a 16-hour drive. I actually ended up making it in 15 hours. Because uh, I only did three gas station trips. Usually I do at least four gas station trips, and this time I managed to only do three. Like, I don't know. I did it, I did it very efficiently. Alright, and yeah, I guess that's basically the story about my Christmas in Milwaukee. So I got home on the 30th, like late, like, well, not actually not that late. I got home very early, because I actually left very early. I left Milwaukee around 2.30 in the morning, which I never do. I usually do leave around 4. But I was figuring, like, I just might get there sooner, because I need to check on Buttermilk, who I've been, I had been, like, checking via the 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 cameras that I have set up. I was just making sure he still has food and water and making sure he's, like, moving around and he's okay. So I had been checking him, and he was, you know, fine. Um, But I just wanted to leave earlier to just—I want to get back there because I was worried. Part of me was worried that, like, he didn't have enough food because I I actually couldn't see the food level, only the water level from the cameras. So I was a little bit worried, and so I was like, I'm just going to leave a little bit early. So I got home around 5.30 p.m., and— (laughs) <laughs> he was really surprised to see me. Um, he was like, oh, I thought you were just leaving forever. <laughs> he's adjusted, though. He's gotten used to be being around again. Um, he's getting kind of more comfortable with me um, a little bit. Yeah, so I got home, and I just felt like absolute shit because I've been chugging coffee all day, and I've been awake for, like, you know, God, 15 to 16 hours and I just didn't want to do anything, even though I had all that time to do something. Next day came around. Um, I was doing a lot of shopping. 
and uh, I got a ton of shopping, dude. Done, dude. I got uh, I got a humidifier, which I've been trying to get for forever, and that thing's running right now. Um, I got a new a new blanket for my bed. Um, I got some new clothes. Uh, I got some new snow boots because I actually left mine in Milwaukee, but the ones I left were just like falling apart, so it's kind of okay. And uh, I bought some other crap. I don't remember what. Some socks. Let's see. So let's find the, the shopping list. Oh, I got a really cool cutting board. Um, yeah, I don't have to say everything. Anyway, oh, and a new yoga mat. That was really cool. Anyway, um, it's funny. When I when I started leaving for, for Park Meadows to, to go shop, I actually got stuck in the snow. The snow outside the alley. You were in the alley. And some some guy in a truck came along, and he had to, like, attach a rope or a chain to my, like, back hitch, like, in the back of the car. And I he had to, like, pull me with his car or something, with his truck. I ended up getting out of the snow and, you know, got to do that shopping. And, uh, yes, by the time I was done with all that shopping, I was, like, exhausted. And so I didn't even want to do anything. But, uh... Sunday, kind of just chilled out. Yeah, I don't know why I'm going over every single day. Um, I don't need to do that. I'm really, like, running out of gas here. Like, we're 44 minutes in, and I just, my voice is fucked. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on to the next talking point. It's vegan month. And dry January month. So I'm officially vegan now, uh, just for this month, just as a, as a challenge. Um, and it's really going well so far. Um, so, like, the first day of veganism, I think I ate just, like, fruits and veggies and nuts and beans. And I've been eating that and bread here and there and protein shakes that are vegan-friendly. Um... And that's pretty much it <laughs> uh, for like the last two or three days. Um, let's see. I think, yeah, it's it's going really well. I mean, I've. It's kind of crazy. I'm like googling like, is this vegan? Like, I do that like five times a day now. <laughs> is Worcestershire sauce vegan? It's not. I found out. Is beer vegan well i actually googled that but it was stupid because i'm dry anyway is i don't know it's protein powder vegan <laughs> just all kinds of queries going on um yeah but i've been eating pretty well which is obvious because i'm going vegan um i did buy some of those like egg beater things like just eggs from whole foods that are apparently vegan like friendly eggs and i haven't tried making them yet but i need to do that soon uh, i keep forgetting that i have them um yeah so by the way i made an amazing stir fry yesterday so um god i think i'm gonna have to do this as a second ep like a sec I, I i'm out of gas guys i could take a break but i just have so much going on today that i can't even continue we're, we're gonna continue with i'm gonna make a note here Guys, I I have like a whole another more than half a page of talking points that I have to say. 
Um, but I just don't want to rush them. Uh, we're 47 minutes in, and I'm just like, I'm just out of gas. I'm tired. I've got other stuff to do. I hate to like not even finish a podcast, but we'll just make this a part one, I guess. Um, and maybe I'll do the other part tomorrow. Otherwise, it'll be next week. Um, so yeah, I just need to like not be speaking right now. I don't want to continue like later tonight or something. So I hope you guys enjoy this ep- this half episode. Now, what was that amazing surf ride? Well, you're going to have to wait until the next episode because uh, I'm too tired to explain it right now. But trust me, it was amazing and it's worth waiting for. This week's advice is to breathe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to breathe. This week's advice is to... Uh, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Uh, see you guys next episode.